In this episode of the Sports Jersey Dispatch, we're going to talk about a unique name in baseball with the Philadelphia Phillies and a very unique and iconic jersey, the Dallas Cowboys, as Mark Mortier tells us much more about that uniform. And it's all coming up for you in just a moment. My name's Darren Hayes, and I know you've heard me on the Pigskin Dispatch talking about football history for years. Well, now I'm on a new mission, a quest to find sports history in other sports, as well as football, by learning through the jerseys and the apparel and the gear that the players wore and the franchises supplied their teams. It's an educational trip, and I'm taking you with me day by day, player by player, uniform by uniform. The Sports Jersey Dispatch. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports history friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch. Welcome once again to our program. Uh, we're coming to you multiple times each week here on the Sports Jersey Dispatch. And uh, we, we have a, a question to ask you, a favor to ask you. Uh, possibly, if you could, it would help out tremendously if you could rate us and review us and tell your friends and family about the podcast. Now, on each podcast provider, usually there's a spot where you can review and rate. You know, Apple Podcasts has their star system. Uh, some of the others have a little bit different uh, items that do but anytime you can talk about us and give us a rating good bad or indifferent we'd appreciate we'd also like to have your feedback uh pigskin dispatch at gmail.com is the email that you can send any feedback to us tell us what you like what you don't like what maybe you'd like to hear in the future uh, about learning on a quest that i'm on to learn about some sports history we can do some research possibly get some guests uh, to experts to tell us more about it and Today's episode is going to be kind of a unique one. We're going to be talking about two iconic franchises, the Philadelphia Phillies of Major League Baseball in the National League and the Dallas Cowboys of the NFL, also in the National League of Football, the NFC Conference, uh, with Mark Mortier, uh, who is going to come on right after I talk about the Phillies. So stay tuned for Dallas Cowboys uniforms uh, with Mark. And uh, right now, we'll get talking about the Phillies. And if you really think about it, there are some very unique nicknames out there of sports teams out there that we don't even think twice about. They're just so accepted and commonplace. Uh, we sports fans, for the most part, just take them for granted. One such is the Phillies Baseball Club from Philadelphia. But just exactly what is a Philly in this context and where do they come from? What That's what I wanted to know. And that's what I wanted to learn so much more about when I did my research. Now, the big question comes is, you know, there's a rich history based around the city of brotherly love and the largest town in Pennsylvania, which is opposite corner, opposite side of the state from where I am on the west side of Paniri, is just sopping in good history. Great American history has happened there, as we well know. And there's also some great American sports history, as Philadelphia is one of North America's oldest cities. Uh, though other franchises in baseball have played home games there, including the Athletics, only one currently still resides in eastern Pennsylvania, and that is the Philadelphia Phillies. My research mission is to find out what exactly a Philly is and where did the origin of the name and the club, for that matter, and logo and uniform, where did it come from? 
Well, let's talk about the origin of the Philly's name first. As normal, the best place to get an answer to a question is at the source. So I dug into the MLB's website in the Philadelphia section and came across a very informative post from Todd Zalecki, who is the author, uh, who is a contributor to the Major League Baseball com with their expertise in the Philadelphia sports. Now, Zalecki's article from December of 2021, pretty recent, is titled How They Came to Be Called the Phillies. We have a link to it on our website, uh, sportsjerseydispatch.com. Now, according to the article, the story of the Phillies, interesting enough, starts with the Philadelphia Athletics franchise. The Athletics apparently ticked off the National League brass when they failed to travel to play a game the league wanted them to do shortly after joining the newly formed NL in 1876. The NL got so upset with the refusal of the A's to go on a road trip late in that first year that they gave them a swift boot from the confines of league membership. This created a void that the new league wanted to keep filled in the big market of Philadelphia. Well, the NL decided to take their Brown Stockings Club, who are sometimes referred to as the Ruby Legs from Worcester, Mass, at Massachusetts, and move them to Philadelphia in 1883. Now, the question was what to call them. The Ruby Legs and Brown Stockings monikers were probably not uh, going to fly in Philadelphia because of their connotation to the previous region where they had come from and uh, headquartered in, in Massachusetts. There was some historic reference to hang their hats on, as in 1873, in a league that only lasted for one year before it folded, called the National Association, prior to the National League, was a team called the Philadelphia Quakers. That name and the historic fact that the Quakers, with William Penn among them, were the ones that originally settled Philadelphia and even named it the Commonwealth that it sits in. Pennsylvania, as a matter of record, is translated into Penn's Woods as William Penn laid claim to the area. I believe he inherited it from uh, one of the European monarchs. Anyhow, back to our story. While some liked the Quakers' name, others wanted to call the new team the Philadelphias. Uh, the MLB story of Mr. Zalecki adds further fact to this naming, where he says, Former Phillies Vice President of Communications Larry Shank flipped through the Philadelphia Phillies, a book written by Frank Lieb and Stan Baumgartner and published in 1953. And in the book, Lieb and Baumgartner wrote, By general consent, the new team, in 1883, came to be known as the Phillies, one of the most natural and spontaneous of all big league names. It was easily understood, as any oaf could recognize a Philly to be a player from Philadelphia. However, a nickname of the old National Association Philadelphia's, the Quakers, persisted, and for years a number of the Philadelphia dailies referred to the new ball club as the Quakers. It's a little bit of confusion there. Some of the old, uh, you know, fish wraps called them the Quakers. Uh, some of the, the, you know, the ownership wanted them to be the Philadelphias. Uh, it's a little bit of, officially on the book, they were the Philadelphias. Now, the official history book of the Phillies franchise called the Phillies, an extraordinary tradition, confirms this and tells that the moniker of the Philadelphian is indeed a unique one and tells the world where the team hails from. This name was ultimately a decision of the original owner, Al Reach, for this very reason. It's also a pretty calculated move to endear the team to the residents of the city because, after all, the Athletics uh, were reincarnated in 1901, uh, playing there too as they joined the new American League in 1901 and kept the franchise there through the 1954 season when they were sold and moved to Kansas City. So just to, you know, that Philly name really 
entrenched the ball club to Philadelphia and they really owned it, even though the Athletics played there for 50-some years as well. But, you know, two different uh, Major League Baseball teams, one in each league, playing in Philadelphia. And it's easy to see what having people say a long word of their team name like Philadelphia's is not going to fly either. So somewhere along the way, it was abbreviated a little bit shorter to Phillies to save the wear and tear on the tongue of the fans. Now, that Phillies name really stuck. And uh, let's get into a little bit into the logo history. And the logo and the uniform of the Phillies has an interesting history as well. A website called MLBcollectors.com, also have a link on our website, uh, jerseydispatch.com, in this article, is a great source for unveiling the progression of many sports unis, including the Phillies. They started the history of the Philadelphia jersey right around 1900 with a simple P that was plastered on the front and sometimes it was substituted on the road jerseys with red colored letters P-I-H-I-L-A P-H-I-L-A The color scheme was a navy P for home games and gray fabric uh, solid. Now 1901-1902 they say that the blue P turned red and was displayed on both the home and the away jerseys and in the next few seasons the home uniforms went to white with a red letter and away unis stayed gray. In 1906, the P changed font style as the serif style was dropped to a more simple, plain old P. And the serif font was in and out over the next few years. We got some pictures uh, from Wikipedia Commons of these great P's uh, on jerseydispatch.com for this Philadelphia uh, Phillies article. Now, the P pretty much stayed the same, then was moved from the front of the shirt to the sleeves and back again, and pinstripes were experimented off and on too, and eventually they held check uh, for the Phillies uniforms. And in the 1920s, the pinstripes were the standard, and the red P would be surrounded with a blue circle in the logo. In 1925, that logo was abandoned, and an old English script P was laid forth on the uniforms. And in the 1930s, the logo went to the cap-only and the word Phillies appeared on the road jerseys. Now, the franchise flirted with introducing new color schemes of blue and sometimes yellow to be celebrated with its Swedish roots for one year in the 1930s. And a name sewn on the front bounced between the Phillies and the Phils, and eventually the red and white scheme it held firm, even though there were some more stints with uh, just a blue and white. In the 1970s, the now-familiar stylized P became the logo that, that, and that iconic swirly capital P held serve as a symbol of the Phillies until about 1992, and they had another change. Uh, we got a picture of that on the website. Uh, right after that, according to 1000logos.com, the logo of the franchise completely changed. The site claims the new logo was comp- uh, created for the club in 1992, and it was a solid blue badge with its upper part arched from the center and bottom one sharpened with a p- pointing down. The white silhouette of a Liberty Bell was drawn in blue and had red underlined Phillies inscription placed over it. The lettering was balanced by a thick red outline of the badge. Now that version was tweaked just a little bit in the year 2019 when the Liberty Bell and the Phillies name stayed on the logo as a symbol of the squad from Philly. And that's what we come to know today with that Phillies with that unique script of, of the word Phillies wrote across the chest and the, the Liberty Bell with the Phillies wrote on it as a logo. Now just some great history on the Philadelphia Phillies and we find out what a Philly exactly is. And I guess I'm one of those oafs that they said didn't know that. I guess I could have put the pieces together. But hey, it's always good to check it out and to get some great history on it. And we're glad to share it with you. Now also sharing some great history is our friend Mark Mortier of yesterday's sports podcast here on the Sports History Network. And Mark's got a few things to say about his favorite uniform in the NFL. My name is Mark Mortier, 
I grew up in northern New Jersey, just across the river from New York City. The name of my podcast is Yesterday Sports. And although roughly 75% of my podcasts are about football, I do try to mix in other sports as well. And most of my podcasts are about 1970s sports. I, I do delve into other decades occasionally, but mostly 1970s since that's when my fandom was at its peak. And I normally have one podcast per week, which is usually on Tuesday. Occasionally I do have to skip a week uh, according to uh, how busy my work schedule is, but normally once a week on Tuesday. And I have three different pages on Facebook. One is called Yesterday Sports at Sports History Network. The second is Old School Sports. And the third is No Nonsense Old School Weight Training. So today I'd like to talk about my favorite uniform. And that would be the 1970s Dallas Cowboys uniform. They had sort of a bluish gray pants with a blue and white stripe down the side. They had royal blue jerseys with white numerals and white stripes on the sleeves. Also royal blue stockings with white stripes. The silver helmet with blue and white stripes down the middle and of course the famous blue star logo on each side. I think even Cowboys haters would have to admit that those were some very sharp looking uniforms. The 1970s Dallas Cowboys. So uh, it was one of the one of the reasons I became a Dallas Cowboy fan as a, as a small kid was because of their uniforms. And another reason, uh, one of the main reasons I became a Dallas Cowboy fan was because of the number 74 that I'm wearing now. Number 74 was the number worn by Hall of Famer defensive tackle Bob Lilly. And what can I say about Bob Lilly that hasn't already been said? Arguably the best defensive lineman to ever play the game. Uh, first ballot Hall of Fame selection, selection, and uh, I think if you if you did not see Bob Lilly play, he retired after the 1974 season. He played for 14 seasons. If you did not get to see him play, uh, you might want to check out some films of him. And one thing you'll notice is that he was double teamed on almost every single play and often even triple teamed. And one another thing you'll notice about if you watch films Bob Lilly is that once he got his hands on the ball carrier, um, the ball carrier did not get away. He had huge hands and very strong hands. And when he got his hands on you, it was over. You didn't get away. And I've met him on two separate occasions, and I was not disappointed. I have a picture. I was able to get a picture of him. Probably This is probably from 20 years ago, but I got a very nice picture with him. 
that's me and Bob Lilly and um, without a doubt he was my favorite player and this is my favorite jersey number 74 this jersey doesn't this is kind of a replica this is not really the true royal blue color that they wore but um, I want to thank Darren Hayes for giving me this opportunity hope you all enjoyed it and God bless Great take as always, Mark. We really appreciate you giving us that feedback. And if you would like to contribute to the Sports Jersey Dispatch podcast and tell us about your favorite uniform or favorite uniform number or player, we'd love to hear from you. We can set up something to record, or maybe you can record it yourself and send it to us. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, it's at pigskindispatch at gmail.com. And also you can find us on Twitter at Pigskin Dispatch or uh, on our Facebook page of Pigskin Dispatch and we'd really love to hear from you there. Don't forget to join our email list uh, to, so you can get a, an email every single day shortly before 7 a.m. Eastern telling you about everything that's going on on not only Sports Jersey Dispatch but also Pigskin Dispatch, our, both of our podcasts and uh, what is coming up new on the Sports History Network, a network that we are part of with uh, 24 other great podcasters who are just bringing you sports history each and every day with some great work and some great guests so make sure you do that so uh, also we'd like to thank you know the uh, sports reference uh, sites the pro football reference uh, baseball reference basketball reference hockey reference and stat head as well as uh, those guys that bring us the great music Mike and Gene Monroe with our theme song and Jason Neff uh, with the ending song and a song you're hearing in the background right now just some great tunes we we couldn't do it without them, and we really appreciate them. And special thanks again to Mark Morthier of uh, the Yesterday Sports Podcast for his contributions. Until next time, everybody, have a great sports history day. This penalty kill is almost over. i got to get back out on the ice. But thanks again for joining us for another great edition of Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. You get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.